What do we do when we find ourselves up against the many leadership challenges that exist within our chosen careers? We all have goals and achievements that we would like to accomplish. Unfortunately, these desires don't come equipped with insight or awareness on how to bring these accomplishments to light. In essence, this is why the Dream Octane Niche Finder Framework was formed. Our founder, Clifton C. Manning, spent the first 17 of his 20-year career in healthcare working with physicians and healthcare leaders to achieve patient-centric goals while possessing only an associate's degree in applied science. At times, these challenges were daunting, and he felt unqualified to achieve the success he wanted. However, he focused on becoming intentional in reading every leadership book that he could find, as well as attending frequent seminars in areas where he saw opportunities to improve. Over time, as he applied insights gained from these various sources, he was able to successfully and efficiently cross the hurdles he found himself up against. Eventually, varying degrees of success within his sphere of leadership influence became more evident. The Niche Finder podcast is intended to bring similar insight to you, the listener, from those who have achieved some level of noteworthy success in their chosen career. Our hope is that the challenges they have overcome in the past will provide insight for your current leadership struggles and unlock the dream of achieving success in your own career. We believe that if innovative change is an engine, your unique dreams and abilities could be its fuel. And now I present to you the host of the Niche Finder podcast, Clifton C. Manning. We want to welcome you to this episode of the Niche Finder Framework. Today we are blessed and privileged to have Ms. Marauda Charles. She is a certified health education specialist with her master's degrees in public health. And, you know, she we're just honored to have her on today. She, I believe, has a journey that can help others who may be interested in going into the public health space. And, and, and they may want to find out a little bit of insight into how you can get to that level. And so if for those who are just tuning in for the first time, the Niche Finder Framework is a space where we just have experts come on who talk about their journey. And the goal really is, is that maybe they can help give you some nuggets to help add some accelerant to your dream. So without further ado, we want to introduce the Niche Finder Framework and the community to this walking person of value, (laughs) Browder Charles. Welcome to the program. Yes, yes. Hi, Clifton. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Well, you know, it is uh, truly a privilege to have you on. And, you know, let's just get right into it. Can you just tell the audience, why should they have a vested interest in your journey? So I, I was thinking about this before, and I was saying to myself, since this is the Niche Finder podcast, and I was, I was... I was here to describe my niche. I wanted to be very transparent. So for me, the people that are going to listen to this episode, it's really for the people that are feeling unsure about their um, niche. They're feeling unsure about their path. Um, I'm one of those people that like to tell my students that I teach. I say, in the uncertainty, you can certainly be successful. So for me, I hope to inspire or motivate people that... um, that felt confused about what they wanted to do. And then even in that confusion, you can still get to a good end result. You can still be successful. And part of my journey was how I fell into the public health field, completely blindsided, completely uncertain, but I managed to maneuver. And here I am today finding myself to enjoy it. And I'm still climbing as we speak. Yeah. Mm. 
Um, what roadblocks did you run in at the start of your journey? Wow. So it, when you say this question, roadblocks, I have to think back a few years now, right? Um, oftentimes the roadblocks for me were mental roadblocks. I could, I won't say that they were physical roadblocks. They were just me not being sure what I wanted to do, right? So here it is. I'm in school. I'm picking the major of public health. I mean, I'm not picking anything at the time. I'm sorry. And all I want to know is that I want to help people, right? So the roadblock is that's too vague when you're trying to become an expert or something or when you're trying to find your niche or when you're trying, you're starting your journey. You, most of us have an idea of where we want to go, but not knowing how to get there, right? So for me, it was just trying to navigate through the confusion. And I landed in public health because I know I wanted to help people. I know I cared about being very resourceful. Um, health was something that was always important to me. Health education was important to me. And so when I got to a certain time in school, public health just was suggested to me. And then when I learned about it and I learned the, the many facets of public health, I said, okay, this is where a place I can be valuable. So for me, the roadblock was really, truly mental. It just seemed overwhelming at the time, but just the little bit of saying, I want to help someone, even though that sounds vague to the people out there that are trying to find their way, that are trying to find their niche. If you just start with a little something, if you just start with just a little statement, start with, with something that you care about, you'll find your way. So when you say roadblocks to me, meant Oftentimes my roadblocks are were internal. They were things just the mindset wasn't right. But I always had just a little bit of faith to guide me through. And then I landed here. Yeah. Hope to hope that answers the question. Oh, yeah, it does. Um, and, and I almost hear inside of your roadblocks that you also articulated what your internal struggles were. Can right. you tell me a little bit about what your externals were? So external struggles would be it's hard to say that because somehow, Cliff, I always go back to internal struggles, but external struggles can be in terms of professionally and trying to find your way. Um, will you land the job? And again, that's an internal thought. Um, where where am I going to go? What company am I going to work for? Um, can I do this? When I think about external struggles for public health, getting my master's, am I going to be able to complete it? But again, I keep going back to that's just my mind thinking of that. Does that make sense? So right, for right. me the journey to to me the journey in life is what are your what are your internal dialogues? What are you saying to yourself? And then somehow that will come out in the manifest in the physical form. So as much as I want to say there were external blockages in my professional like for my professional trajectory and my road and my journey no it was truly just me in my thinking and here I am at, at a younger age it was just where am I going to go what am I going to do this doesn't make sense and all, all I found that I just wanted to have all the answers and I learned you're not going to have all the answers you just need to start somewhere so for me it I, and I and I know kind of where you're going with the niche finder and finding your niche you just have to have a small starting point so I want people to the people that I'm speaking to are the uncertain people 
the people that maybe lost their way or they're confused or they want to start over. Um, so here it is. I find myself to be very successful, but I didn't know I was going to end up in public health. I just knew what I wanted to do, what I what I had to, that was valuable. And that's helping people, being resourceful, educating them, teaching them. I knew those things about me at an early age. And it was like, that's enough to get me in that direction. Does that make sense? So yeah. external struggles for me, internal struggles, they all mix into what am I thinking about inside? Truly. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I love it. Um, Albert Einstein actually has a quote that says, education is not the learning of facts. Rather, it's the training of the mind to think. So when I hear it, when I, when I hear that you say that it's it's how you're thinking, um, yeah. the thought process that you had going into this, what new opportunity did you discover uh, as you started to go down this journey? Uh, what epiphany brought you to this opportunity that you see as um, help to lead you where you where you uh, find yourself today. Can you say that in a different form for me, if sure, you don't mind? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so when you t- you, you talk about um, training the mind to think, or when when Einstein talks about training the mind to think, yeah. Um, did you ever find yourself coming up against an epiphany um, in that experience of you traveling? down this road of trying to find what you had of value and you found it but now you are exposed you're exposing others to the value that you have to offer at some given point in the process did you ever have a thought that came to mind and say wow you know this was something that i didn't know or see this at the start of my journey but i just happened to discover it in the middle of it Okay, so the epiphany was just go and ask someone, go and ask a few people, what do you think? Go and share your thoughts and say, hey, I really like to help people. I like health. I care about science. I care about uh, the community. Um, And in, in that regard, since it is public health and professionally, that's where I landed. It was really just talking to my counselors and talking to a few other professors and like minded people around me and saying, this is what I like to do. And that the epiphany just happens open your mouth and ask someone that's ahead of you or around you or um in that same vicinity just just ask and for me the internal dialogue is always it's a blockage in a sense because you're keeping it inside but when at that age i said okay i know i want to do this let me ask around and asking around they said what about public health and i'm like well what is this and so when i broke it down and i saw the many dimensions of public health and in the prevention part and the environmental part and the epidemiology part of the study of diseases and just the education part i said okay there's so much in here I know there's somewhere for me to get in and fit in does that make sense and then for me that's where teaching came in and the health education part came in and I said for sure I want to be influential for sure I want to impact people's lives and this is a good starting point for me this is a good place for me to land so for me the opportunity for you to get an opportunity you have to open up your mouth and ask people and speak to people so truly part of your part of your journey is not being afraid to be the student and sometimes the teacher and 
and learning and growing. And so for me, I just started to ask. I just started to ask for help. I started to ask for your opinion. Um, where should I internship? Where should I, um, what network should I have? What circle should I have? What what um, uh, groups should I join? And that helped me. So my epiphany came go around and ask people that are doing the same thing you're doing um, or ahead of you or someone that you admire, talk to them, be honest with them and, and take the advice and humble yourself and then, and start making your way. You know, you don't have to have everything. You don't have to know every detail, but just a little bit. All you need is just a little bit to start and you should start with what you care about, what you're good at, something you're passionate about. All those things will land you somewhere. And for me, it landed me in public health. And I, and I love that. And, and I like to say, since, since this is the niche finder, I say now at this point in my life, I find myself to be enhancing my niche. It's still going to be in public health. It's still going to be in, in healthcare. It's still going to be in health education, but how can we take it up to the next level? You know, so I think about where I was 10 years ago. I've been in this field for 10 years. And how did I get here by asking, by becoming a student, by learning, by humbling myself. So even now I'm, I find myself to be an expert, but there's still higher places to climb. And it's truly just starting that cycle all over again and, and, and just, and just working it. Yeah. Mm. I, I love it. Um, so this is a part right here where I really want to, I, I, I think I got an understanding of your journey, or at least a snapshot of it. The okay. next section I really want to get from you are, uh, or what we consider to be your niche, right? And niche to me is a compilation of one or more of these five things is what, what things that you're passionate about, purposeful, you, you're doing, it feels purposeful, the patterns that you have, the proficiencies that you've learned to acquire or problems that you solve. So when you think about your niche and we talk about passions, what strong interests did you have growing up that you think has contributed to where you are today? I love it. Um, Growing up strongly, I love to help people. I love to make people feel better almost immediately. My sense of humor is crazy. I'm keeping it good for the sake of the right. podcast for you. So, the sense of, so for you, I'm being nice and you know that. But the sense of humor went a long way in terms of breaking barriers and getting through yeah. people and connecting with people. So all those things, some of that was just a natural ability. Some of it was acquired. Some of it was through schooling. Some of it was culturally in the house, how you were raised. You put all that together and you create this being that just loves to help people on a real level, very transparent, very honest, and people can feel that. So right. for me, my niche, cons public health, I can still incorporate my, my personality in that. And it just right. came together for me. So passion, the passion for me is helping people, but in a very authentic way, in a funny way, in a, in a natural sense way. And all those things I use to this day, honestly, it, it's it's amazing. It's a good feeling to have. Yeah, for sure. What do you do that feels purposeful? As in my life? Stretch? Yeah. So I feel like that question is you can answer that so many ways. So meaningful. If someone comes to me and they need assistance and I can find the resources for them, that's meaningful to me. If someone comes to me and they need a helping hand and I can lend it to them or guide them to them, that's meaningful to me. Making someone feel comfortable is meaningful to me. I think I'm just a people person. I think you start to feel that now. It's yeah. just naturally... I just love to help people point blank period in any capacity that I can that 
is what's meaningful to me, for sure. So, so I love that answer because you actually answered the very next question, which is what do you do naturally well? So it sounds like you did a, a, a combination of answers. Listen, you, listen, you come to me broken, I'm going to fix you, okay? So <laughs> that's like, that naturally, that happens. And, and I think that's a gift. I think yeah. that's a talent. And when I think about it more now, that goes a long way for me professionally. And I think just in life, if whatever you're naturally gifted with, use it. Use it in every capacity. Right. I promise you it will bless you 10 times over. And I find that to work for me in every avenue. So if you're if you're good at making people laugh, find a way to use it in every place that you go. If you're good at comforting, if you're a good leader, anything that you do well, naturally use it every single day. And that is purposeful and that is meaningful. And I find that to work for sure. Love it. What do people come to you to fix in, in a unique way? Like what problems do you solve? Oh my goodness. You're, I mean, I think if, if, if you go, I'm, I feel like I'm a doctor, a lawyer, a nurse, an electrician. <laughs> I feel like I just have people come to me for everything. And sometimes it's just to get that aha moment. You remember how you said, yeah. what was that epiphany? Sometimes yeah. you, they, they explain their life situation to you and you tell them, well, just call, just call the lawyer. And, and, and sometimes people's minds are so clouded, they cloudy. They can't even think of a simple solution. And here it is. Morale is going to find that solution for you. So I feel like there's so many things that people come to me for and I'm just so thankful that I can always either one, think of it myself or two, find the resource. And I think that's professionally, that's just who I've always been resourceful in many ways. It's always been me for sure. Love it. Now I want to take the resource that has made you who you are today and I want to get okay. the secrets from you in this last section that we have from you. I want to get the secrets from you. Okay. Um, what what to... you trying to do? <laughs> well, what I just you want you, to... You I want you to speak to <laughs> I want you to speak to your younger self. So Ooh. this is this is the refined Moralda, the one that's now in Ooh. front of different students, helping them along their way of public health. Now I want you to speak to Moralda, the nineteen year old, the eighteen year old who is curious about like, okay, what can, what does life have to offer? What path should I be choosing? What advice would you give that person, right? What advice would you give that younger self that you would think help accelerate them from where they are at that point to where you are today? Okay, that is a fabulous question. That is a uh, that is a two hour, two hundred hour question to answer. Okay, I have I have it for you. But the first one for me, if I was going to talk to my younger self or anyone in that age group, is feel the fear and do it anyway. Um, it's okay not to know. Just take one step forward. This is that, and if I can translate it, it's like a faith of a mustard seed. You don't have to know anything except I want to help people, and I use that example because that's me. So take any little step forward and go in that direction, right? So you want to help people find a way to be in the vicinity to help people. My younger self was very afraid, doubtful, thinking too much. It's not, it's not a thinking. The world is not a thinking place. This is an action oriented world. So my younger self would be, I don't care if you're afraid, honey, move that leg. Don't be stagnant. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to um, ask for people. It's okay not to know. Just keep moving. Um, My younger self, um, positive self-talk for sure. Um, Being around, um, keeping your circle very 
uh, positive, surrounding yourself with people that are doing things that you aspire to be, definitely that would be something I tell my younger self. It's okay to evolve. It's okay to change your mind. In fact, I encourage you to change your mind. Changing your mind means you're still thinking, you're still breathing, you still care about things. Always be a student. You are forever a student. You're never going to know. There's, you're never going to know everything. There's always something else to learn every single day. Um, that there's so many things when I'm thinking, I'm just trying to, to rush it. But as a, as a younger kid, um, I'm going to take the Chad, um, Bozeman's, um, quote, he said, take your time, but don't waste your time. Mm -hmm. I think it's so powerful because it takes the pressure off of everyone. You know, when you're young, you want to rush to get this, enjoy the journey, take your time, make sure it's something you care about, make sure it's something you're invested in. And because if you, if you take your time and really make sure it's something you want to do, the time will not be wasted. And so when he said that to me, it just kept sticking to me even now, not even for my younger self, but this is for everyone. Take your time. Make sure it's something you care about. Make sure it resonates with you. And then I promise you the end, you will never waste your time when it's something you care about. If you're always in pursuit of something that makes your heart feel good, your heart smile, it, it, it lights you up, it reignites you. There's no such thing as wasting time. It's just more lessons. It, it, it gives you more strength, more resilience. And so that quote stays with me. And my younger self would have loved to hear someone to tell me to take my time. Because as when we're young, we want to rush to grow up so fast. We want to rush to be this, this whatever it is. And the funny part is when you get to that de destination, there's another step. There's always another step. I don't believe in self-actualization. I believe you can always get better. So the not, the, the taking the pressure off yourself to just relax and really, and really indulge in, in what you really love and what you care about is the place to be, you know? And, and for my younger self, uh, we were so focused on monetary gains that we wasted the joy and the pleasure and the, all those things that matter. And, 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 and you learn now as an adult, some people with the highest paying jobs, they are the most unhappy. So my younger self would take, just, just slow it down. I don't have to rush. I promise you, you're going to end up in the right place. Even in my confusion, I ended up in public health exactly where I belong. And now I'm taking it like, wow, this, this, I can do so much with this, with my sense of humor, with my personality, with, with all that I've learned, I can climb. And that's why with your niche finder, I, I'd like to say now I'm enhancing my niche, right? It's like taking the niche to the next level. And so, and, and I love when I, parts of your book that I love, it's like, it's like I get to do that cycle all over again, but this time with certainty that I'll be okay because I did it without knowing. I did it kind of blindsided and here I am. I still landed somewhere nicely, right? So when you have people like you to give it to us in a more precise way, there's a confidence level there too. So for me, it's like I'm enhancing this niche. Here I am. I landed here. It's about to go. It's a, We're about to take it to the 10th power from all that I've learned. So no time was really wasted because the lessons are there. Okay. The strength is there. The, my, I know that I'm going to make it. I, this is a girl that was just, okay, I got my master's. What do I do with that? Oh, I, I do. I love to teach and going after that and, and actually landing that. So nothing was wasted here. I was, I was completely confused at 19 and here I am now in my thirties and I, I landed exactly where I needed to be. And what helped me just with that simple slogan of, I wanted to help people. 
right? You right. want to help people. You start there. You start to see what, how can I help people in what capacity? And before you know it, I'm right where I need to be. You're never ever going to end up in a wrong path. Just go. You, I promise you the paths will cross and you will end up walking down the right road. And that's my story. And so when I think of the niche finder, I was like, oh no, we enhancing this niche now. Like, <laughs> it, oh baby, we going places now. It's over now. Because I've been through the worst. You know what I'm saying? I've been through the confusion. I was lost. I didn't know, but I still landed here and I was able to use my my gifts and my talents and my humor and, and all the things that I naturally had. And it worked in public health for me. When you're connecting with people, when you're trying to help them prevent disease, when you're trying to educate your students, a little bit of yourself has to come out and I made it. And it's like, okay, how are we going to take this niche, this passion, all this that I am on all the lessons and what are we going to do? We're going to enhance it. We're going to crank it up now. We're going to, we're going to still, we're still going to be there, but we're going to evolve. Right. And, and, and it's okay to evolve. And so the niche can keep changing or it can keep enhancing. Don't be afraid to step outside your comfort comfort zone. Don't be afraid to even change niches. I don't need to change it because public health has so much. So I'm just going to step it up, baby. Okay. See me in five years. You won't see me back in five years. And this will be a different conversation. That's this will be a different conversation. That's you it. know? You know, I love it. And I love your journey because I I hear how you have uh, discovered your niche and developed it. And now you're talking about delivering it in such a way that is so profound and passionate that it just it just I I feel like, you know, it's almost like uh, the tuning fork has been hit and it's like resonance happening right and so yeah. um you know just this step that you're talking about right now it reminds me of the, uh, the last step uh, the seven step process to discover yes. your niche which is just maximizing your abundant factor maximizing what you have is your niche and I'm it is you. amazing you know what john wooden said he said that he's a you know hall of fame basketball coach he said it's not the things you learn after He's, I'm sorry. He said, it's the things you learn. Yes, there we go. He says, the things you learn after you know it all that counts. I mean, t- so- <laughs> you, you want to talk about, you know, when to add a quote that makes sense. And that is so powerful. And it's true. And it's true. Cliff. And you were, and you were asking me about my passion and the things I do naturally. That's what's going to land people there. That's going to, that's going to land people to be in their niche. You understand that? That has to be part of their journey. And I know you asked that question in the book, and I know that's a good starting part, for, starting point for people. But when you think about it, my passion, what I cared about was my starting point. Yes, it was big. It was just wanting to help people, but you do a better job of helping us unpack that, clearing it up and and fine tuning what does helping people mean. But at a young age, I was still there with the questions you asked and the things that you bring about in your book about your passions and things that you do exceptionally well. That's a starting point. That's how you end up in your right feeling, your right profession, whether it's personal development or professionally, that's always a good place to start if you want a fulfilling life for sure. Mm. I love it. Um, last couple of questions that I have for you is um, what's the secret to staying committed to your to your dream? OK, staying committed to your dream. I would say you have to keep growing. You have to keep learning if if you're in a field or if you're in an interest, if 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 it's getting boring or stale, you have to find a way to be more innovative. Like for me, um, teaching 
every semester I find a new way to connect. You have to get creative. Um, you have to be dedicated and it has to be on a, in, an eternal level. Remember I said something about that monetary gain. It cannot just, you have to have a different a why, a different why cannot be money. It has to be, I bring value to this. I bring value to people's lives. It is helping them. And how can I continue this? And if over time, how can I enhance it? How can I get better? How can I tap in a way I've never tapped before you have to stay ignited it's truly about you and once you're okay once you're passionate about it you can give it to someone else so the secret for me is never get complacent with your passion your purpose always stay on your toes always try to be innovative be new be creative let it flow through you and then let it come out in your work for sure Mm. And I think what you're saying is so true. John Maxwell actually says every percent of commitment that you lack is a percent of possibility that you will not succeed in your endeavor. So having listen. that commitment, I think listen. is so key. You <laughs> have, listen, you have to be. And the commitment sometimes, you yes, you can get tired. Yes, you can be a little weary, but just know that I have to continue. I have to keep going. I have to do it. Um, I always say just don't quit. Even if you're moving just a little bit, the commitment, you may be tired some days. You may feel whatever. Just keep going. Stay committed to something. And it's a lot of mental things. It's discipline. It takes, it takes discipline. I, you know, I make it, I painted a picture like you're always passionate. No, it's just, you know why you started, right? Or sometimes you have to find a way. I promised for me, certain times I promised my students certain things I'm going to do for them and help them. And when they connect, I have to make sure they understand it. So you have to pull it from everywhere. You just have to use your resources to keep going for sure. Well, last question that I have for you. Now, this question, you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier when it comes down to pivoting. Talk to me. Right? Mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. you have to do like a pivot at times. So we talked about being consistent, but how do you know when it's time to change course versus staying focused on your goal? Oh, okay. I'm a very intuitive person. So this, for me, if it doesn't feel Right. If my spirit feels tormented, if I cannot sleep, if it's affecting my relationships with people, if I can't leave it alone and carry on with another conversation outside of whatever it is, like if I leave work and it's consuming me at home and not in a positive way, I know, okay, changes have to be made, right? So there's one thing about focus and you know, okay, am I giving this my all? Sometimes if the answer is truly, yes, I am giving this my all and it's not working, then maybe a pivot has to happen. If I feel sick and ill and it's stressing me and it's affecting my family and my, you know, my relationships, then maybe I need to pivot. If usually I'm asking, am I doing the best that I can truthfully? You know, you can't lie to yourself. You can't kid yourself. You have to be honest with yourself. So for me, it's an intuitive feeling and it's also a a reflection and self-reflecting and saying, Morello, are you really doing the best that you can do? Are you tapping into all your resources? Are you are you doing it every day like you said you were? Or you, do you have a schedule? Are you dedicated? Yes or no, depending upon you, you do you do what you need to do. And so oftentimes for me and my personal experiences, it's it was the first one. I'm not doing all I needed to do. Let me step it up. Let me change my schedule around. Let me let me um, give it more time. then I know I need to stay the course. But if I've done everything I can do, I'm tapping into the resources and I still don't feel good about it. And I wake up and it's not 
make, I don't want to wake up and do that thing. It's time to pivot and really deep, deepen. They better follow your steps and really find what they really care about and what they're passionate about. Because when you're passionate about something, you're not going to stop. You can't stop. As much as I want to stop helping people, sometimes I'm upset. I'm, I'm whatever. I go right back to helping them. Even in my sleep, I can help somebody. I promise you, I could just whisper something. I'm like, there you go. Go down south. It's right here. <laughs> you can't, you can't fake your passion, your purpose, something that you're yeah. good at. You know what I'm trying to say? You can try to run and escape and you'll find, you'll find your way right back here. Helping people, making people feel good, making people laugh. No matter if I'm depressed, I could be at a funeral. I'll crack a joke. I promise you I did it with my grandmother. So I know it's possible. And I love my grandmother. And I still said, look at her in that casket. Okay. You see what I'm saying? And, 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 and at the funeral, we were still able to make people laugh. So if it's in you, you can try to run away. You can try to pivot. You're going to go right back there. You're going to find a way. So a lot of it goes to listening to yourself, being in alignment with yourself, being mm-hmm. honest with yourself to see, yes, can I stay the course? Or this is really not working. It's affecting me. And maybe I should try something else. And I believe you can have multiple passions. Maybe this one is not the one that you should be giving in- incredible focus on. So maybe you should try another one. So it's really case by case. Be intuitive with being in- be in tuned with yourself. Know yourself and then try. If you try and you find you failed, keep trying. But after a while, if you feel like you're making no actions, you feel horrible, horrible about it, maybe you should open your eyes and maybe God has something else for you, for sure. Mm. You know, as you were sharing, I, I just felt like... Mm-hmm. Uh, you talking about me and my grandmother? <laughs> I just want to <laughs> encourage you because, you know, I kind of feel like when we talk about value, value is so malleable. It's almost like water, right? It's like it can form around things. It can go through things. It can, you know, um, you know, get into the inner workings of things um and so I, I see the value that you offer to be like water i do see uh-huh. a sense of humor i see a sense of humor as being like uh, like the sweetener that you would put in this water come on now and then the, the bitter times oh, that you've honey. experienced come on. <laughs> the bitter times like the limits you know and so at the end of the day when you take the value that you're offering the sense of humor that you have inherently and the bitter times that you find that yourself going through when you mix them all together it's what makes Mm -hmm. a a life refreshing and so um I'm appreciative of you coming on the show today. I'm appreciative of Absolutely. the journey that you've been through, the consistency that you find yourself wanting to not only give more of what you have or keep continuing yes. offering it, but you want to now offer it, as you said, to a higher level. If people want to get yeah. in contact with you, what's the best handles that you, you know, you're using right now and how can they best get in contact with you? Well, my email is always the best. They can email me at Charles CharlesM19 at live.com. That is my personal email if they want to ask me questions, if they need any type of advice, if they want me to kind of help guide them through the public health system, I'll be more than happy to do that for them. Cliff, thank you for having me. You already know how I feel about <laughs> you and just the wealth of information that you have. And I think this podcast is just it's just a good place for people to come and and if they're confused, if they're lost, I know you have something for them and you you have the ability to break it down in such a way that it's practical and it's doable and it doesn't feel overwhelming and that's what i love so i love the work that you're doing and thank you for having me as a guest 
Well, you know, I, I really appreciate you. And it's, it's one of those things is what you were saying. It's encouraging to me because um, just when you think people aren't listening yeah. uh, last week, just last week, because uh, I, I did like about four, four or five episodes where I, I didn't have any guests on. I was just kind of teaching some principles that are yeah. inside um, Dream Octane. And so I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, is anybody listening? I hadn't been checking the stats, whatever. So I get this email from Podme, which is my primary um, platform for having my um, podcast and they said oh hey you're getting some hits in New Zealand and they they said Mm -hmm. that my in an entrepreneur space my podcast had jumped from like a couple hundred to position at a couple hundred to jump to number 30 in New yes. Zealand. Yes. <laughs> in New Zealand. Yes. I was like, I didn't even know people but, were listening to New but Zealand. Listen, <laughs> but listen, somebody needs it because oftentimes this platform, no, seriously, you're laughing. New Zealand need the niche finder. You hear me? <laughs> New Zealand need the niche finder because people oh, need, love maybe it's the, the way they connect. They need to hear yeah. it. They need to hear it from multiple people. They, yeah. You have that ability. You have that gift. And so I, I know it's going to do, it's going to do amazing things. I just can't wait to see um, how who else you impact, for sure. We all want to know our niche. We all want to know where we fit in. We all want to make sure we're doing good work in the world. And and the Niche Finder is a great place to be. It's a great place to find yourself and find those that, that have found themselves and listen to them. And for me, I'm always going to be the advocate. You don't have to know everything. Just know a little bit. And then we read that Dream Octane and watch how your life changes. <laughs> Bam. That's it. Hey, you got That's a little poetry it. in there, too. I Listen, see what you're working with. You see what I did here. Okay, I saw it. Get your I life. caught it. You caught it. You caught it. You see but what's happening. No, we need it. We need it. Because oftentimes we're in, we're in an era now, Cliff, where I feel like it's going to have to be passion. We are in different times with the whole COVID and things happening. You're going to have to care about your life in a different way, in a more intimate way. And you need to find what it is that you care about so many people walk around the earth in the world just aimlessly trying to find that it thing but they don't know where to go they don't know the resources and these podcasts and these type of things that's how you hone in on your gifts and, and your abilities and what you have to offer you need it we need it new zealand needed you saw what new zealand's doing and so it's important my wish is that people everyone in the world really truly don't waste their time and find something that you can be that you can one help people it's valuable to you and it fulfills your soul i wish that for every human being on earth and that's and that's real Absolutely. talk yeah and i think that's a great a great place to put the the whole mantra that we have for the niche finder framework which is we believe that if innovative change is an engine your dream and ability could be its fuel we thank you for tuning in today <laughs> i haven't uh, Charles on the show today uh remember if you want to get in contact with us dreamoctane.org we're about to drop it in in I, I, I keep telling you it's going to drop this week well it's coming it's coming everybody um both the book of dream octane it will come to you uh and uh it's going to one of those hurry up and wait type of things like you just hurry up and wait and and then next thing you know it's it's nothing and then everything all at the same time and so we have the book dropping um uh, momentarily but very 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 soon it will be dropping as well as um our uh dream octane or what we call it the dream 
Dream Octane Niche Finder Academy, where people can go and help to bring their message into a wider audience. That's what it's all about. That's what we want to do is add value to you by bringing other people who have found their value and they can tell you their journey and hopefully help you on your journey towards success. Thank you for tuning in today. And we look forward to having the next guest on our program to do the very same thing that Ms. Morale to Charles did for you today is to add value and help to add accelerant to your dream. Thanks again.